0: Welcome, Darren Dalton, to Fired Up with Rad. I am your host, Rad, and this is brought to you by softrep.com, who's my sponsor. And uh, we are all over the place, Darren, and we are on Apple and uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, and I'm real proud of my sponsors uh, believing in me to bring stories that I'm able to, to, to get, like what I'm about to talk to you. And so welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Loved, I love being here, man. Love, I've, I've been a fan for a long time. I'm glad I'm glad to be on.
0: Well, the feeling is 100% mutual, Darren. I have been a fan for a very long time, and I'm just going to jump right into it. So, today's podcast, we're talking to Darren Dalton, uh, who is the Soch from The Outsiders, which was directed by Fancy Francis Ford Coppola. Am I right about that so far?
1: You are right about that. You are. You got it. So far, you're scoring
0: 100%. And... Uh, That book, which was written, uh, that has been transitioned into a movie now, is studied in high school. And that's what I want to kind of bring to your, you know, frontal lobes that you have. You know, it's like, what do you think about that? Like, how does the dopamine affect your cerebral cortex when you think that the (laughs) movie you were in is studied? And it's only one of the two movies that I'm going to talk about that are studied in both schools.
1: Yeah, well, Outsiders is special... It's, you know, they just released, was it last year or maybe two years ago, they just released the 50th year, 50 year anniversary of the book itself. And the movie we shot in 1982. So I didn't know there would be math. Otherwise that's, that's a few years ago, but it's amazing how much love it still continues to get. And it's just because it's a universal story written by a young, a young girl, 16, 17 years old when she wrote it so it 's got a voice that I think speaks to a lot of youngsters, and uh, it's just you know what there are very few things that generations actually pass on you know that I mean as far as fads or you know uh, media goes, but the outsiders have been one there's when I go to you know they just um they just revamped the house, they bought the house Danny Boy O 'Connor, the singer from House of Pain, he bought the house that they filmed in that the three brothers lived in in the film. It was going to be torn down. He bought it. He redid the foundations and tore things down, and he re uh, he, he he rehabbed it and made it exactly like it was in the movie. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. That's awesome. He found the same. Yeah. Found the same pictures on the walls, and and turned it into a, basically a museum. And uh, it's got a museum in the back and a gift shop, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. You can take the a bus tour to go around the city and see oh that's the park where they drown boy. and that's where we're there where where Johnny lived and <laughs> yeah. it's like spoilers spoilers so I, <laughs> yes oh sorry no it's um, okay uh, <laughs> right and that's where everybody died um, yeah. but but uh, it's it's uh, it's it's really amazing to me I go back to Tulsa I see people there uh, I helped them you know I went back during the the fundraising uh Uh, part of getting the thing going and stuff and and the awareness raising. And uh, so many people bring their kids and so, you know, you and like three generations, a lot of the time where you have, this is, okay, here's somebody and then here's their kid and here's that, their kid's kid. And you know, it's, it's, it's just an amazing thing to see families share that kind of situation. Uh, It's a, it's, it gets me a lot of love.
0: It's, it's, you know, because, because it is generational, right? Uh, Like outsiders was is 50 years old the book right uh yes. so generations have come and read it and then it was turning a, a, into an adaptation into the screen a silver screen where you got to be yep. uh, portraying one's imagination of the social that's you like so yeah. did they do anything specific to you mentally to prepare you before you went on set like was there something like did Francis Ford Coppola was he the kind of director that just like said hey I want to this is what I, I want you to do it because I cast you Darren but I would like you to expound on Darren in this way what did he tell me
1: you know Francis was more of a puppet master in a in a good way you know he wasn't it wasn't like he shared what he was doing he just did what he did um, first off the casting situation in this for this film is like nothing I ever experienced after that it uh, and that's and it shows in the cast um, it was we were flown in uh I was I had a, an amazing story myself because they did a nationwide talent search. I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I actually uh, gave a ride to a couple of kids in the theater department, and they said, "Yo, you should come in too." And so I came in, and, and boom, 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 just happened. So suddenly they're flying me to, to Los Angeles, um, and you 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 know driving, you go onto a sound stage at Zoetrope Studios at the time, and uh, you know as you get closer, you can hear opera playing. And, it, and, and Coppola's playing opera. And you get in and here's not a, it's not like you're going into an office and sitting down for five minutes like you would in most uh, auditions anymore. It's like you go in and there's 50 other guys there. And I thought, well, it'd be 50 guys like me, you know, a bunch of, bunch of nobodies. But, it's, you know. but it's, uh, yeah. it's, Scott, it's Scott Baio, you know, and it's Mickey Rourke. And it's uh, you know it's all these people that you had watched on television you know that, that were your age, and so then and you re- we read a lot of roles we did a lot of uh, um, a lot of improvisation and things. And did you things go up against say, okay, Charles
0: he- in charge? Did you go up against Charles in charge for the part? Is that right? Did you really? <laughs> I, bro- <laughs> I, I
1: did, I, well, this is the thing though. This is the thing though, Rad. I never read the role that I got in the auditions. I Let's always see. read other roles and really went like they, when it came down to it, they did a final audition in New York that had two people for each role. And I, they flew me to New York after uh, they flew me to LA twice. And I'm like, this is.
0: You yeah. Know? Right.
1: And they, yeah, they fly me to New York and I'm reading for the role of Dallas. And at the time I got the fro happening. Cause this is the 80s, man.
0: Yeah. You did have, You so do have curly we, hair, dude. You do. You do. Yeah.
1: Oh, and I was working it. And so they cut it back and they greased it, you know, and they did the whole thing. And and I'm like, I'm I'm getting close on this to play Dallas. Suddenly into the studio walks the most handsome person I've ever seen in my life, Matt Dillon. And I just said, and I'd seen him in in, uh, Over the Edge, I think at that point. And I just went, oh, I'm, I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm finished. But he right. was the second he was the second choice on that. So the two of us they took us into a, a recording studio and we read the a complete script. Each of us read half of the script and they recorded it. And uh um and I kind of thought, well, I'm I'm done because this guy's freaking Marlon Brando reincarnated, you know? Right. Uh and, and then and then ultimately I left and I went back and started, you know, jumped back into, I was doing like some plays at the time and things like that. And I got a call and they said, we would like you to come out and play the role of Randy. So I went back and got the script and I was like, what, 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 who's Randy? And of course I, I, once I saw who it was and saw the, the, you know, it's, it, it, it really is a part of the heart of the movie. You know, there is, a, there are moments yeah. there. And it was great. And I just couldn't have been more, Excited, and then suddenly, well, anyway, so suddenly, you know, I get on a plane. I'm in high school, bro. I'm, I'm a, I'm a junior in high school when this is happening. So, you know, to put that into perspective, that is mind blowing. Yes, exactly. And they fly me to Tulsa, and uh, the first thing that they did is they they put the soches. I was I arrived quite early. They put the soches on the sixteenth floor. Nice suite, beautiful. And they gave us leather-bound book, you know, script books, and they gave us, you know, these awesome Nike, uh, you know, colorful sweats to do the workouts and things like that. The greasers, sixth floor, down low under us, right? right. Not sweet, you know. The their 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 script binders were like the you know just three-ring notebooks, you know, that looked like Levi and things like that, and they give them kind of like, you know, just gray sweats, and they gave us a little bit more per diem, and they kind of, they brought me in super early, and this is, again, this is how smart this guy is, right, he brings me in super early, and so I get a chance to kind of bond with the, the greasers, even though I'm a little bit outside of them, but I get a chance to bond with them, uh, and then he, about two days before we really start getting down, he brings life in, Bob, Right? And so he doesn't really even have a chance to get in with them at all, and so he's kind of on the outside totally. And it just built this dynamic that you do see in the movie, you know. That you, I mean, I think you feel, but it, it just it reflects how they approach the whole film, you know. The casting, look at the cast. I mean, the cast yeah, is ridiculous.
0: Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Uh, well, you. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Patrick uh, Karate Kid. You know, uh, D- Ralph Macho. Wow. Right? Uh, right?
1: Yep. C. Thomas. C. Thomas. How? See C.
0: C. Tom- Okay. Another Wolverine. Right? You guys. You guys kept together. What's up? Right? Do you get that, that a lot? Do you C. get Thomas Wolverines a hand. lot? When they find out you're a Wolverine. You know
1: I either go. I either get do it for Johnny or Wolverine, One
0: of those two. You know? I
1: get the. I get the. Wait. You were the bug eater. Right? You're the bug eater. That's yeah, you,
0: dude. <laughs> oh, bro. with C. Thomas. Okay, so. The outsiders is totally awesome and there is probably yeah. like so many more stories that you could pull out of that like what did what was like the most treacherous thing that could have happened to you on Outsiders was anything ever like did you almost cut a finger off did you almost slip and hit your head was there anything like that on set for you
1: you know it was it was it was a, it was a rigorous shoot you know when you think about uh, you know doing the drowning scenes in the in the fountain and things like that it was icy cold it was frigid the nights we did those and I luckily didn't have to go all the way in the water. You know, Tommy as pony boy. And then Francis, again, getting, you know, let's, let's give, let's be hard on life gave the, you know, had this idea. What if Tommy pulls him all the way into the water? And uh, um, so I, I it, but it was, it was cold, but listen, I mean, that's, that that it's, if you're going to compare the two of Red Dawn and that, then this was a walk in the park, you know, outsiders was awesome.
0: Right. Because Because now let's transition into Red Dawn, 1983, maybe. Uh, 84. 84, 84, Right. Okay. Uh, It was, I was, okay, let me tell you my remembrance of Red Dawn was I was nine years old. My dad was a green beret full on here in Utah. He's like, we're going over to our buddy's house. Who's another green beret and his kids like me and him. So then all of a sudden we're all just sitting in this house with like three other homie green beret guys that are like my dad's guys from, from the team. And they take this red cassette beta. We had VHS, right? So it was beta and it was red. I remember it was bright red. Cause it was red dawn. Nice. They put yeah. it in. And, uh, you know, as a green beret son, I was like, yeah. where's my BB gun? Where's my spider hole? Where's my, <laughs> Where's my kicks? You know, I'm going to be eating some kicks. I'm going to wrap my shit with a scarf. I'm going to wear a beret. I'm going to be like, where's that at? Where's the hind helicopters? I have an RPG. I am ready. Right. I just want you to know, that's what influences so much of me in my life. Right. And, and, uh, what, 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 (laughs) tell me that story. Tell me that process. Like you audition for it. Or did you just say, Hey, we want Darren. We know that he's Darren and like, let's get him in.
1: Well, the, the, It was the same casting people that did the outside as the outsiders. Um, It was the casting company they were called at the time. Uh, And so they, but they were bringing everybody in and uh, it was, it it, it didn't have quite the intensity that the outsiders did, but it was pretty intense because you were sitting down with John Milius. And if you know John Milius, if you haven't seen the documentary on him and gotten like a real idea of who this, this guy is, he is, you know, he's a different, he's a teddy bear with a machine gun, as I would say. And he, you know, one of the greatest writers, you know, coming from Apocalypse Now and, and uh, Jeremiah Johnson God, and some movies that I love, you know, and, uh, but I got cast very early on in that film. And I, I helped them, um, do, they, they did, they were doing screen tests to find the Jed role, to find Sway this role that Swayze ultimately played the older brother. Right. And, uh, Yeah. And and so, so they were, they were, I was helping them screen test all these different people for that role to like Charlie Sheen. He read for that role first. And then they said, no, we'll give him the younger brother. And uh, you know, some really cool people came in and read. It was very cool. And, uh, and it was great because Milius after I did it, um, he pulls me aside and he says, Darren, you're doing very well, you know, and uh, I'm going to give you more kills. And it was just his way of saying he was going to write the role bigger and he did yeah, yeah, because yeah. he took, you know, he took a script that was very different called Ten Soldiers that Kevin Reynolds had written and kind of gave it his own flair and reduced the, the, the cast to eight kids and, uh, and changed the name to Red Dawn. And so that's how I got in the movie. And then, you know, the movie itself was just, again, you're going, it's like learning to dance with Fred Astaire. You're going to go do a movie, a war movie with John Millies.
0: Sign got- me up. No, yeah exactly i mean i i, I this, that's what a great uh opportunity how old were you when that was going down
1: um let's see a from probably 19 20 years old 19 somewhere on there
0: so as two years body, after the outside. A, a student body president i think that we should all <laughs> just like go back home
1: <laughs> it's funny it's very funny right because i was right? not a fire president. pit
0: dude you guys you guys are fighting over the fire like he's Push, right. He's like, listen to me. You're going to do what I say, right? And you're like, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Let me fight with Patrick Swayze. Yeah.
0: No, dude. <laughs> no, we've all, we've all seen his abs. We know what he's got going oh, on yeah. underneath there.
1: And he's now, an intense uh, or what was an intense individual, a great, great guy. And it was, you know, again, but, you know, here's Tommy. I'm back with Tommy. And I didn't get to know Tommy super well on the, on the Outsiders. I, I mean, I've got to know him, of course, because we did a lot of work together. But he was always working on that. So it wasn't like I was hanging with him, but we got really tight on red Dawn and Charlie as well. The three of us kind of the three musketeers and caused sure. a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. I bet you dude. I bet and you. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm uh, not Santa Fe. There's a part of it in Santa Fe, but the majority of it in Las Vegas, New Mexico and a shout out to New Mexico. It was nice. going, kind of going back home, but, uh, um, you know, we did about a month's worth of uh, of training, of really intense training with a, a gentleman named John Early, who had had a more at that time had more, uh, you know, had parachuted into combat more times than anybody living.
0: Oh, so and, he, had some, he had combat jumps into combat as a military personnel, yeah. and that's and he was really to, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was cool, and, it, and he taught us everything, and, and at the end of it, we kind of got to challenge the uh, New Mexico National Guard to a paintball uh, oh, contest, awesome. and, and it was fun, because we were all, you know, we got we got to design our own costumes in that movie and stuff, so we were all camoed out. We'd been, you know, the, the poncho that I wore, the blanket, you know, that was stuff that I had kind of yeah. put together through the the training process and tying things on and the the knives that were there you know right milius was very very uh adamant about before we even got on the plane to leave los angeles we had to be able to strip and you know and reassemble an ak-47 uh blindfolded i mean he was serious
0: proficiently he wanted you to understand everything about it yeah yeah it was cool like the cleaning kit is in the stock.
1: <laughs> yes. No, he was, he was into a lot of, the, he was, he, he wanted the authentic experience. You know, it was a, it was, it was a cold treacherous again shoot. It was, we were up in the mountains in New Mexico, uh, through October and November. And yeah, occupied I, mean, I territory.
0: Had, I remember. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> oh, and that opening. I mean, that's probably one of the best film openings ever. And, uh, You know, it was it was a really fun. Again, I'm working with. Here we are with eight youngsters, fantastic uh, people. Leah Thompson, Jennifer Gray, and and again, and Charlie. I mean. You know, Charlie. Charlie's a good time, and uh,
0: and C. So, Thomas as well. I mean, like C. Thomas. You know, uh hello. He, he, if, he, if he didn't drink the blood, he wouldn't have been so badass. Okay, so like literally, <laughs> that in my in for me to for me to you, that's the moment when like he he tipped that cup, man, and he's like, yeah, yeah. and then he's like, I wanted more of that, you know, and I was like, Dad, <laughs> I need some deer blood, like now, <laughs> oh, and, and you
1: know, it's it's for people that are fans of that movie too it's, it was an intense experience i mean i get a lot of people that come up and they just really it's an intense experience i can't believe i just dropped that again hold on uh, sure you're gonna edit this right
0: yeah it's all yeah it's already Sorry. being done right now it's all in post already right like it's already being edited <laughs> no we're rod dogging this bro this is going up
1: okay good good
0: so, um, I'm like, earlier, I know, it, I know you and I have talked just a little bit, but this here, I just want to point out behind me, if, if everybody can see it, is a green beret of my dad, who's no longer with nice. us, and that sits right here, as well as his ID card and his coin and all that. But this is the guy nice. who deserves to be on the show with you. That's nice. why this is here, okay, because I'm bringing dad, dad. to the full school. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I love
1: it. I love um, it. And, again, this, you know, you know still- Red Dawn also gets that same love of the, you know, fathers and their sons kind of, you know, come up at the state, you know, and say, we love that movie. We watched it together. And it's like that, those, those are great movies to have been in the ones that, you know, families enjoyed together. That's that that was a cool thing.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, that influenced me. After we watched that movie, we went outside and we climbed up a huge like Oak tree, if you will. And we did Australian repels down it. (laughs) <laughs> okay so like it went from we're gonna watch this movie hang out at our friend's house and then we're gonna go outside and we're gonna hook up all the kids and climb the tree and rappel down this huge oak tree upside down that was my life right. growing up
1: nice well and you know like I said uh Milius was very he wanted it to be an authentic experience and he he like you mentioned the spider hole uh seeing the spider hole ambush he put us down in those holes and covered us up far before we, we were supposed to jump out of there. We were, we were down there while they were setting up. We were down there while they were, he, you know, he kept us in there. It wasn't like mm-hmm. he just, you know, two seconds before they went, they put it in, mm-hmm. closed the top and said, whatever. And so you're having this experience again, as a kid, you're, you're psyching yourself into this place where you're actually, you know, in this hole kind of freaked out, you know, starting to get the adrenaline's pumping. And then at the same time, when you pop up from it, you've, Gotten a, a very choreographed experience with the squids and things like that, and so you'd be like, "Papa," he'd say, "Okay, I want to, you know, one here, and then two, two shots there," and you'd see the squids happen, and so you were having an experience. Of course, it wasn't like battle, but it, but at the same right. time, you're you're kind of he's helping you to, to uh, yeah, and and helping you to play the role, and to the point of where. When the the scene when we shot the scene on the top of the butte, which was the coldest day we shot, which was the day that I died, and yep. there was a, there was already a lot of dif- difficulty because the squibs were freezing and things like that, so the blood wouldn't flow. Oh
0: yeah, and, that's real. You know, yeah, that's true. True.
1: And 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 they like put a building fires under the camera and stuff so the film doesn't doesn't uh, freeze, and but so they so they they do that scene right. They do that scene, and. It's a very long scene. If you watch, there's a wide shot that's a very long shot. It's the whole scene and then and then it's you know, Swayze coming back and like crying a little bit, you know, and then getting on his horse and And then Tommy of course like I'll do it. And then and then everybody gets on the horse and then boom and they and they ride off and and it just shows us and it shows them disappearing into the distance. So when they're doing this wide shot, it's really cold and I'm worked up you know, cause I've got to be emotional and stuff. I'm dying. And I, I, die, I didn't see him. Boom. I get shot. I fall forward. I, I fall on the ground. I'm falling with my face away from the camera and from the crew because they don't want to see my breath. Right. It's easier for me to yeah. last this die long time. Forward. trying to Right. So I'm, I'm looking away and all I can see are them riding away in the, in, 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 in the distance. And my brain started clicking and saying, what if, there is no crew behind me. And what if those people, the only people I know on this in this very cold place are leaving me behind. And the hardest thing I've ever done was there's a moment of like wanting to jump up and look behind me and make sure that I'm, you know, I mean, but again, that's, that's how psyched up you get, especially as a young actor, you know, you're, you're like, man, James Dean, I'm going to jump right in there. And, you know, as soon as they said, cut, I was jumped up, looked okay. But it's, it was an interesting experience because of that because everything was done to help supply, you know, that believability. Nobody was treated like uh, like like movie stars on that movie, which was I love that. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I actually I mean, like we were...
0: that. I, I get I wouldn't mind I wouldn't <laughs> mind some warmth on the set, you know, I've done some films and it's nice to have like, you know, craft services off to the right. You are working, you are giving it everything you have. So having some of those creature comforts, but I also would be badass to have to drink out of my own canteen. It'd have to be also badass, yes. you know, to have to like. I well, got my own. I, I've got
1: you know, I've got my boots from that sh- from that shoot, or I, I used to have them, and they had grill marks on the bottom from us just standing on the grill on, on the fire to try and warm your feet up, because it's right. cold. You know what I mean? I mean you're freezing, and uh, it was it was, but you know, a great, again. Then you go, that's the kind of movie that you go, and then you sit in the audience and you watch this happen, and it just blows your mind yeah. uh, that you were uploaded to that. So that was cool.
0: Well, I never knew, I never thought, now, if anybody goes to watch Red Dawn, there's some spoilers here. I never thought that anyone in the Wolverines would have swallowed a bug. Okay. <laughs> Second, I thought it was so cool how it's like they hit the side of it, he's like, yo, man, like yeah <laughs> like 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 it's you dude like this thing's wrong you know he's like <laughs> him and he's like what it's so, like all these little things are just flashing through my head like the whole entire movie the ambush position in the snow like you know all of a sudden like the dude hanging over the turret of the tank after he gets shot and they throw the grenade in there you know uh um trying to do yeah. it uh after you rescue the colonel who got shot down in and you're an hour sure yes powers. Food yeah rest in peace right i mean he just recently passed away okay. like a year maybe two years ago but
1: wonderful boy guy. and
0: he's also yeah he was in tombstone and uh your movie yep. and uh you know but he's the colonel you see he's just like <laughs> throwing yeah. the i mean imagine front, imagine being car. him coming
1: in and working with a uh, eight eight punks i mean it was like he had an experience himself it was a whole different experience too so
0: yeah exactly and i I I do have some experiences I worked with Anthony Hopkins on uh, the world's fastest Indian and he had some comments about somebody's like, is that how you're going to do it? And I I can't say explicitly (laughs) what he he said, but he's like, you're going to be in a scene with me. Right. (laughs) That wasn't to me. That was to someone else. He looked at me and he's like, it's your name's Aaron. Right. And I was like, it's Tony. Right. And we moved on. We were fine. (laughs) But, uh, but having someone on set who's willing to say, Hey man, is that how you're going to do it? You know, like, like a bitch. You're going to really step up yeah. in the scene like that with me right now. I'm just being yeah. straight. <laughs> yeah. dude. Now, were there any helicopters that were actual in that movie? Were the Hinds there? Did you guys have those Russian helicopters?
1: You know, they, they tried to get the actual helicopters and they were denied uh, the, the, the actual helicopters. So they, they just basically retrofitted existing helicopters with oh. some of the, to make them look that way. Um, yeah, because I, I remember that being a big thing, that they were trying uh-huh. to get them. But, you know, it was – the movie had a lot of controversy around it, you know, um, and certainly at the time it was you, – because there you are, you're in the Cold War, you've got all kinds of stuff going on, right? So it had so, uh, so, uh, some stuff going on around it.
0: So, so with Red Dawn, there's, there's still this, like, confusion, and maybe you've heard this, or maybe I'm just tripping. I've seen the movie a, a, a thousand times, right? Even before I had met you so long ago, I'd seen it like ingrained in my yeah. soul so was there was it was it cuba and russia or was it mexico yes. and russia no it's cuba it is cuba was the cuban yes okay i so, think so yes right so it's cuban and russian because the cuban general speaks russian
1: yeah
0: it's spanish you know and that's that, that,
1: like, that, i mean ron ron uh, ron o'neill right superfly Oh, I mean, he's another. Between he and William Smith, who was also in the Outsiders, and then played the the Russian uh, general, I guess it was in in uh, in Red Dawn. Those were two uh, just high powered people too. I mean, it was it was a great cast.
0: Oh yeah, dude, he's all standing up in the car in Daryl's dad's car. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very true.
0: Yeah, dude, good stuff. like he's like it. It was great, dude. Your movie will be forever
1: good I'm, I'm glad you like it it was it was we all loved doing it and we all grew so close doing it and things and the nice thing is is i'm still good friends with so many of those people now um especially you know outsiders and things like that i still see ralph and still you know uh, but you know like leah i worked with later on with her on a western and stuff she played my wife and it just it's it's a good group of people
0: and Rob Lowe as well. He was in the Outsiders, right? Uh, Rob Lowe yeah, right. He's a little
1: hard on the eyes, but he's all
0: right. Yeah, no, my daughter, right? <laughs> Still, dude, I'm like, Rob Lowe, I should just get her a poster of him from the 80s for her wall for now. Because it's like he himself yes. is also timeless.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> He's a good man. He's a good, Wade's he's a good man. World, too. Wade's I,
0: world, bro. <laughs> yeah. Right? Able to make
1: fun of himself. Just a really funny guy. He was very funny on the outside as I remember. It was a it was a fun group of people. Ralph was a is a wonderful guy, a very serious kind of actor, and he was kind of older than the rest of us. And he introduced me to Springsteen and a lot of good things and stuff like that. And and you know, okay. and then uh, Leif was there and Leif, Leif introduced me to this stuff. And uh, it was it was an interesting time.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you still have now? Now I remember that you you're, you're you're crafty with your hands, right? So before you were an actor, were you like in construction?
1: Did my you, father was in construction before I was in, uh, in the Outsiders. I was basically, I, you know, I was going to high school. So, uh, but I yeah. still I got that bug and got those those skills from my father. I still do a lot of that. I love doing that. Um, it's, it's just, you know, construction, cabinetry, things like that. I love doing it. So,
0: yeah. Do you still have your cherry wood, uh beautiful desk? I
1: don't have that anymore. That's, I uh, didn't get that. I didn't get that in the divorce, but I, but I, I, uh, you oh. know, it's interesting because I, <laughs> I, I loved, I loved that. Uh, that, that was a, I built that beautiful desk, two person, big, huge desk. It was fantastic. But to, to, to be honest, I, I it, it, it didn't go down like that. Uh, when we moved to another place i ended up cutting it and making two desks out of it and then ultimately okay. it kind of phased out you know everything has a season and that one was a that was a great gathering spot though wasn't it it was just that was a chill spot expanded. yeah i love that I, you I could just you made sit around
0: think. the whole desk yeah you know it was yeah. really nice to, i remember that you made that right it's all handmade
1: oh yeah oh yeah it was a great you know uh uh, Kristen Dalton, uh, she and yes. I were married then. We used to throw some pretty wonderful parties, and everybody come up. And that was just a it was a great, great spot to to uh, congregate, and we had so much fun. So, so many great people. Yourself, and it's funny because we were all we we were all kids, but you guys were kids. You know what I mean? So you and David Stevens, who's
0: yeah, David, like, of course. And and, and I want to say my thanks heart. to David. You know, he's like uh, yeah. he's the glue between us right now, right? So let's be honest, he's the David. Man. David, uh, yeah. he also has been on the show, and there's an episode out there with David. and nice. uh, You know, um, I have nothing but love for Dave. Yes, he's a
1: man. I love him. He's yeah.
0: the man. I wish dude. he was here right
1: now. Yep.
0: Now, did you see his uh, rendition of the draft that you guys had to do for your, uh, your draft day where he did that whole thing? I just want mm-hmm. you to I just I make you laugh. <laughs> you I didn't. didn't see that? I didn't. I need David. to watch
1: that. Oh, no, I, I need to see that. That's great. That's great. He, sh- like, yeah, we have a lot he of showed it
0: to me. Yeah, exactly. David and,
1: um, Tommy. Tommy's in that league. We have a lot of fun. There's a, good, there's a bunch of good guys in there.
0: And Jimmy Smooth. All right, let's give Jim Smooth some love right there. <laughs> uh, nothing but love for Jim Smooth, you know?
1: There's, 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 there's everybody else like Jim Smooth because it's, it's Jim's world, man. I love it.
0: So so with Red Dawn in your life and the Outsiders, you know – um. Today, you know, I don't really like to like, I don't really say what time of day it is today on my podcast, but what's your thoughts on, you know, Red Dawn in a s- scenario today? I mean, um, do you have water supply? Are you got water? Are you supplied? Are you, ready? Are you prepped a little bit?
1: <laughs> I am. I've, 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 But for one thing, I live in the mountains, right? I live up in the mountains above LA, uh, a little town. And we like, we just got a whole week of snow. It's April right? And we just got a, a week of snow. And so a lot of the times we have to prep anyway to to make sure that we, uh, you know, we can last out through the winter and things like that. And you we you know, I think around Christmas, we got stuck here for about two weeks. And so that's something that I already kind of do. I grew up like that as well. My father was, was you know, had a storeroom with wheat and all these things in it. So I, mm-hmm. I I'm comfortable in that scenario. I like the idea of going, you know, I don't understand the toilet paper thing necessarily. I'm sure if we fought World War III, we wouldn't need a whole lot of toilet paper. I'm not sure. But I do get, you know, the chicken. I get that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get having a chicken and some eggs. And here in Utah, uh, the toilet paper fiasco was really plagued because we have a lot of multiple families married into themselves here that can all go in together right. and buy two, two by two by two by two. Next thing you know, you have a family <laughs> buying 40 pieces, 40. Back of toilet paper <laughs> back, it up. back up the truck yeah exactly to where the but, to where our local big box store said only two people per card
1: yeah but you know it's it's an it's an interesting scenario just because we you know you, you see a movie like red dawn and you think well that's how it goes down and then you realize you know well if anything like that went down it'd go it'd be so different so much more than you could actually even think about you know but uh but this has been an interesting time as far as, uh, as being locked down and being, being uh, uh, you know, I'm a teacher as well, so I, I have the opportunity to meet with my students online, and so that's good. But a lot of people, you know, dealing with not work and stuff like that, it's just an interesting time. I, 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 my wife and my set, the seven-year-old and myself, we're doing pretty well as far as, uh, you know, uh, the apocalypse, whatever's happening,
0: I don't know. The toilet paper scene. You're pretty good. You're okay.
1: (laughs) We're fine. We're fine. We. It was just one of those lucky things where you went to Costco the day before it all hit. You know, it's all good.
0: (laughs) That was actually yes. I. We hear it. You know, the rumblings were happening, but we were there and everything was fully stocked and we got our gluten-free pizzas and we got our normal pistachios (laughs) and uh, you know, next day, gone. It's like
1: so. So let me ask you a question because you're doing a bunch of the airsoft stuff, right? And that's, yes. is that like, that's like, pardon me for being, you know, like uninformed, but is that like paintball?
0: Time so it's going to be the same, same type of force, systems. we're hunting each other, right? So the hunting okay. of other people is there, but the device is a little different. Whereas a paintball shoots a 68 millimeter BB, I shoot a six okay. millimeter BB.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. I see it.
0: So you have a bigger, bigger wad coming at you with a 250 right. or 300 feet per second. But my airsoft right. guns can shoot up to 700 feet per second.
1: Yikes. I can't outrun now, that.
0: Yeah. So if the, mass, <laughs> if the mass of the paintball shot 700 feet per second, it'd probably like go through your throat. Right. So last time easier. I
1: played paintball, though, last time I played paintball, I think I woke up the next morning and I was like, yeah. I couldn't move my legs and my back. And I was like, do you still go out and shoot? You still go, you still run around the the hills and- and,
0: All the time, all the time. Like right now there's underground fights going on, but they're just considering it. You know, like they're just like five guys going out and just kind of two on two, three on three action happening right now. But uh, nothing, like usually it's like a 50 to to 300 person of you and me, kitted out
1: and go. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I
0: break out the whistle,
1: old man, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a rub down.
0: <laughs> I got you. I got you. You you want to ever do this with me. I got you. Oh, 100%. I got the rifle. <laughs> yeah. I, I own a tank. My business partner, Ajax, Whoa. went into the garage. Oh, in yeah, yeah, he welded a whole tank together out of an Isuzu Rodeo. <laughs> no joke. That is awesome. I love yeah, it. I love it. it we could, it's so expensive. So he's like, you know, let me see what I can do with the blowtorch. <laughs> a, a year and a half later, there? we have a tank. Yep. Yeah. And I'll, I'll show you that later on, or I'll send you a link to it. And you sure. can say, oh my gosh. But it's got nice. a patented 40 millimeter grenade launcher that we built, uh, that we patented, so that it shoots um, five to six rounds every minute that we can breech load. And most airsoft grenade launchers have to have the shell loaded with 130 rounds. They just put the gas in the shell and they have to put it in the tube of the M203. That is a slow process of loading and reloading. So, we created a grenade launcher that can shoot and reload it, reload it, reload it, it. so it can fire.
1: I love it.
0: So we, I love it. We go against other vehicles. Yeah. We hunt other vehicles too. (laughs) So there's a huge contingent of like Hummers and uh, ferrets. And there's even a dude that has a Hellcat tank here in Tooele, you know, the real thing. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's a Hellcat, but it has a wrong diesel engine in it. And I'm like, bro, whatever. It doesn't have a holographic logo on it. I I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) That's awesome, buddy. That's so fun. That's so fun. Yeah, I'm just like
0: I'm at that. I'm I'm kind of at that age
1: where I can like injure myself in my sleep. You know what I mean? I can pull I can pull a muscle when I wake up in the morning. So I, uh, I don't know about the I don't know about the my my war fighting days are over. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's why we made the tank. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. Good. I'll drive the tank. So, I'll drive it. Right. There, or the turret. There you go. And then your legs are <laughs> totally chill. I'm not getting okay, any goodness. younger. So <laughs> no, i'm 42 right now so when we got to know each other yeah. i was about 24 when we first met wow yeah right so uh you're moving into puppy. la with david moving you're to la with david
1: pick you know what i mean your beard no, was a little
0: no <laughs> kind of right here somewhere in there but you're you're, you're still You're still awesome, dude. And uh, I just want to say that uh, I know that you have a lot going on and you do teaching and I, and I've kind of stole you for 45 minutes and our listeners have got to be able to enjoy this conversation with you because it's you, Darren Dalton. My pleasure,
1: buddy. My pleasure, Rad. It's good to, good to talk to you, man.
0: And you as well. And uh, this is not the last time and I love to rekindle relationships. And whether I come to California with my airsoft stuff because I do that, I go to Camp Pendleton. Nice. I go out to ah. uh, George Air Force Base in Victorville, and we use the whole right. broken-down base, and we kick all the doors in, and we fight house to house, street to street, with the tanks. Nice. And... Right. right. Well, exactly. hook
1: us up. Hook me up with uh, Stevens too. Then to get get the three of us going. Because I'd well, like to we'll... hear this. I'd like to hear the impression. Oh, the, the would... draft impression.
0: Oh yeah, I got you, dude. I got you, bro. And uh, you know, maybe we could even get like uh, some of your homies together and do like some kind of special uh, Red Dawn ceremonial event.
1: Yeah, well, and and CT and I got something cooking right now too. That's going to be interesting news in uh, in a little while too. So
0: is that right? Well, uh, I would. Uh, I love that you leaked a little bit of that on my show. <laughs> you got
1: it. This is it. World exclusive, man.
0: Well, thank you very much. And you listen to me. You tell CT thomas i say like i know him and i wish one day to meet him <laughs> okay i just want to say that you tell him that uh he is a fabulous actor and that uh in the hitcher every time he went to eat that finger uh, <laughs> you see i owned i owned that 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 video with rudger howard that was a good one,
1: that was a F- good one.
0: Lee, okay yeah. vhs bro you couldn't like just go netflix and chill you're just like i'm gonna go watch red dawn again
1: that was, that was the days, man. That was the days. Yeah. I love it. Um, I will say hello to him for you. And he's, he's out here during the situation. And, uh, um, but it's, a, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man.
0: Thank you so much. And I appreciate it. And uh, with that, I will let you go ahead and close out the scene for us today by hitting your, you, you got the controls of the show and uh, I'm mean, I- I'm tech.
1: I'm working tech here too. This is great. Yeah, you're working
0: tech too, bro. I so love it. And a big thanks again to my sponsor, softrep.com and my Navy SEAL homie, Brandon Webb, who believes in me enough to give me a show and to put it out there. So I want to say thanks.
1: Awesome, man. You be well, okay?
0: All right. Thanks, Darren. And I'll talk to you very soon. All right. Peace. I'll I'll see you, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.